Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. Some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Spray is brought to you by Pelican Brewing. Born at the Beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday. Brought to you in the fam by Pelican Brewing Company. Born at the Beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. Tomorrow is the first national signing day. Lots of anticipation, excitement. What's going to happen? Joining us now is our good friend Brandon Huffman. He's the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. At Brandon Huffman on Twitter. And he is kind enough to wake up this early in the morning for us. And we always appreciate it when he does. Uh, Huffman, let me ask. I mean, my Ducks lose Dante Moore yesterday. Uh how painful should that be for me as a fan? Was it a surprise? What was your reaction to Oregon uh, quarterback commit flipping to UCLA? I would say it was a surprise. I mean, in the last five days, it started to percolate a little bit on Thursday, but the fact that it even happened, the fact that he was even being discussed five days ago was a surprise. Most people thought that with Kenny Dillingham's departure three weeks ago and Dante Moore, you know, sticking with Oregon, not visiting Arizona State, it looked like he was going to sign with Oregon. Then he took the official visit 10 days ago to UCLA, and that's when things started to trend towards is he going to leave his commitment to Oregon? Is UCLA really going to pull this off? And then a little bit over a week later, they did pull it off. So it does hurt. When, you, when you're Oregon and, you know, you bring in a quarterback of his caliber when you stop recruiting all of the other quarterbacks in the country and you, you own in on a guy that's a top three quarterback nationally, you don't necessarily think you need to have a backup plan. And then when you, he doubles down and it seems like he's sticking with you after the OC leaves, again, you don't think you need to have a backup plan. And then here you are three days before signing day without a backup plan. Well, Huffman, I, I guess I'll ask you kind of a two-parter because there's another kid that's interesting up in your neck of the woods, Caleb Presley, who is seems to be an Oregon commit, but now he's openly flirting with Washington. Like, where's what's the latest that you've heard on that? And then how should, you know, to add kind of this, how should Duck fan feel right now? Because the season did not end exactly how they wanted to. And then, 
you had losing a five-star quarterback. You got this kid kind of up in the air. Where, where do you think everybody should be at right now with Dan Lanning? Well, I think there's a little bit of patience. You know, when you look at where it was a year ago after the way they, the season fell apart with the two losses to Utah, with Mario Cristobal leaving, the a class that looked like it had a chance to be really good, maybe lost a few guys, but then it rallied late getting a commitment from Josh Connerly and obviously showed some promises here. The news that Bo Nix is coming back certainly can't hurt Oregon fans, but obviously there is a little bit of reason for concern when you lose a quarterback of the caliber of Dante Moore because guys like him aren't just readily available. But going back to the backup plan, they actually do have somewhat of a backup plan. Austin knows that out of the state of Texas, they've been recruiting him. Will Stein's been recruiting him, uh, has a relationship there, so that could be it. But then you go with the, the news that Caden Proctor, who Oregon had in for a visit in mid-November, is probably going to end up at Alabama if he doesn't stay local and go to Iowa. Oregon thought they had him in the bag after the visit. He took it officially in November. Now you lose Dante Moore, you lose the potential Caden Proctor, and then Caleb Presley, a school, a player in a state that you want to get the top player from and against the school that you want to get the top player over, now it looks like he's trending back to Oregon. The good news is if you're an Oregon fan, while there may be a couple losses here, they are now trending for Jaden Lamar, four-star running back, committed to Notre Dame right now, but the Ducks could flip him. So. With all the bad news coming, there might be a little bit of measure of bright news popping up for the Ducks in the next day or two. Okay, well, that's, uh, it gave me a little bit of a character. I appreciate that, Huffman. I needed some encouraging news. The Proctor <laughs> stuff sucks because, I, you know, who doesn't want some hogs on the offensive line? That kid looks massive. And uh, anybody that, that uh, Alabama wants to recruit, I, I would love to get my hands on. Let's look at Oregon State. Aiden Child seems like he's the, the, the cream of the crop of this recruiting class, and he's been committed for a long time. Uh, excited about what Jonathan Smith is building. What have you made of Oregon State the way they ended their year, the difficult nature of having to play a bowl game the weekend right before signing day, and uh, just how you see them finishing going into that tomorrow. Well, I don't think that they necessarily had the foresight back in the spring to know that they would be playing a bowl game the final weekend of visits, but Oregon State did a lot of the heavy lifting back in the spring, doing a number of their official visits back in May and that back in June. I think obviously with the half the stadium kind of, you know, being torn down for part of the year, they wanted to limit how many official visitors they had coming in. They wanted to make sure that when they had visitors come in during the season, it was during the SD game or during the Oregon game. So they did a lot of their, their big visits back in the spring or during the season. And then it ended up paying off because they do have a top 50 class, which if you're an Oregon State fan, you've got to be excited about. Remember when Jonathan Smith took over, what a disaster it was, how much he had to rely on JUCOs, how much he had to rely on the transfer portal. Now you go look at their class in 2023 and the one thing you're going to see missing from it right now there's no juco transfers in this class you also look and there's i'm sorry there's one juco transfer in this class but there's no players in the transfer portal just yet now not to say that they're not going to add players in the portal there's a, obviously a lot of talk that maybe they go to the quarterback route in the portal maybe a guy like dj leongalele makes a good fit in oregon or at oregon state but i think if you look at this class you realize that there's a lot of high school players and to consider where they were when jonathan smith took over where they had to rely so much on instant impact guys now they can go and develop, and that's how you end up with a 10-win team when you're able to develop, when you're able to get guys in that maybe are a little bit off the beaten path or a little bit more under the radar, and then you win 10 games with that team. It's showing the trending direction Oregon State's going, and Aiden Childs is the absolute alpha in this class. 
both on the field and off the field. And he may be maybe the most seminal recruit that Jonathan Smith has landed since he's been at Oregon State. Yeah, Huffman, I, I saw you on CBS like a week or two ago, and you, you said like if you're a quarterback, like you're looking at Oregon State because of the situation. And I, I, I agree with that. I, I guess I'll ask. I, I'm reading tea leaves, and that's probably the stupidest thing I could do because, you know, people like you exist. But DJ's following the coaching staff now, and I – I, I hate to get over my skis here because Aiden Childs is coming in. Like balancing having Aiden Childs because it sounds like this kid's the real deal versus going after a guy like DJ. Like how difficult that's got to be in modern college football. I, I think it's it's one of those situations though where might end up working out to every party's advantage. And the fact that you don't necessarily have to rush a true freshman to play, even if he's got the skill set. Even if he's got the chops to play, you don't need, necessarily need to rush him into play. You get a guy who's got two and a half years worth of starting experience. You know, remember, DJ played a lot as a true freshman when Trevor Lawrence had COVID. You know, his only loss that he suffered that year was an overtime loss on the road to a playoff team in Notre Dame. The last two years, if you just looked at DJ's numbers in a vacuum, you would think this guy's actually had a pretty good career, but when you base it against the Trevor Lawrence's and the Deshaun Watson's and what Clemson's used to, it's not as good. So I think the change of scenery for him is valuable. But what also could help is the fact that, you know, there's no opportunity to go to USC with Caleb Williams there. UCLA took a transfer quarterback already. Maybe he needs to stay out of his comfort zone and not revert to just going back home, but come to the West Coast, but yet still get away from Los Angeles. And there's a school that maybe is just a quarterback away from being a 10-win team to now a potential conference championship team, a potential playoff team in Oregon State. And, you know, it, it could be good for DJ's career to get some great quarterback, hands-on quarterback coaching from the Oregon State staff and Jonathan Smith. And it would be great for Oregon State if they could get a quarterback who's, you know, won 20 games as a starter like DJ has. And it seems to be the most logical marriage. And I think that allows you to bring Aiden Childs along slowly and Bengal Brant is still going to have a say in what's going on too. But if you get a powerful arm like a DJ where that change of scenery benefits all parties, it may be that that's the move to go. And then you bring in Aiden Child slowly. And then 2024, maybe it's his turn to shine, but you don't have to rush him. Interesting. We're talking about national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports, our friend Brandon Huffman, at Brandon Huffman on Twitter. Tomorrow is the first of the national signing days. I, we do got to talk about the schools up north. I know we briefly got to Washington, but a chance they flip Caleb Presley. Uh, just outside the top 25, I think, right now on 24-7, 28, somewhere in that range in team rankings. I'm curious what you made of, you know, Washington shocked everybody in winning 10 games this year. And has that parlayed itself onto the recruiting trail? Is it a good class, disappointing class? How do you feel about the, the Huskies? And then what are the Cougs doing? I haven't paid much attention to what Washington State and Dickert have going there in year one. So what are things looking like tomorrow for Washington and Washington State? Yeah, I think Washington's got to be pretty thrilled with where they sit recruiting-wise. It's always going to be hardest to to get a lot of guys to commit early when there's just an unfamiliarity with the coaching staff. And by the time the team put together a 10-1 season, so many of their top targets in the Pacific Northwest had already made decisions elsewhere. But they stayed in the mix for Caleb Presley. After losing Josh Connerly to Oregon a year ago, after losing JT Tumolo out and Mecca Egbuka the year before that to Ohio State, Washington needed to at least get one elite in-state player. And now they're in a position where they may pull that out. But I really think they're going to see that bump in the 2024 class with mm. another talented in-state group. But what you're also seeing Washington do is because that they benefited from it greatly this year with Michael Penix is they've gone back to the transfer portal. They were able to get an elite uh, receiver in Jeremy Bernard, who was actually committed to them for two years, 
flipped to Michigan State after Junior Adams left Washington to go to Oregon. Now he's coming back. You get a multi-year starter in Raylan Goforth, who started at USP. He's coming in. You get a multi-year starter in Joe Moore, a pass rusher from Arizona State. So guys that are familiar with the Pac-12. And then they had a couple of guys that are kind of intriguing, one being Zach Durkee, who played at a Division II school, but it just happened to be the Division II school that Kalen DeBoer coached and played at when they were in NAI school, Sioux Falls, guy who grew three inches and gained about 40 pounds mm-hmm. as a high school quarterback. Now he was a, a, a D2 All-American pass rusher. And then a tight end out of Cal Poly, a big sky kid who over the last week also added offers from Michigan, Ohio State, and Utah. So they're hitting the portal for maybe some of those big sky guys. You know, Caleb DeBoer, being a small college guy himself, realizes there's good football being played. So they're hitting the portal really hard over the last week. They've gotten five commitments from the portal. But I think you're going to really see their high school bump happen in the next day or two if they can get Caleb Presley and then really in the 2024 class. You know, meanwhile, Washington State's class was kind of hit hard last week. Coming down, you know, your guys' neck of the woods, Sam Levitt, who was the highest-rated player in their class, a quarterback out of Westland, a longtime commit to, to Washington State, flips his commitment to Michigan State on the heels of Eric Morris taking the off or the head coaching job at North Texas. So that's a big blow to the Cougs because they also lost the quarterback they signed in 2021. There's no guarantee that Cam Ward sticks with the Cougs right now. He can bounce back and you know bounce around right. himself. So the Cougs kind of hurting a little bit in the last couple of days with this 2023 recruiting class. Yeah, that would that would be tough to lose Cam Ward on top of it. Oof. Brandon Huffman, he's a national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Brandon Huffman. He's one of our good friends, and he's kind enough to wake up early in the morning on signing day eve. I know you're going to be busier than hell, man. We always appreciate the time. Thanks for the insight on everything going on here in the Northwest. You bet, fellas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.